Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. <laughs> hey, Rachel, how are you doing this week? Doing good, doing good. Well, Looking to, forward to this week, actually. Well, to start off on our tangentially musically related question. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I would like to ask you if you believe there is life in outer space? Oh, that's a hard question to ask. It was very easy to ask. Well, (laughs) that's a hard question to answer. Okay. Because I do believe that this universe that we live in, I know that there's so much out there. Yeah. And for me to be able to say, no, there's nothing out there. Right. Because there's so vast. Right. And, um... I just can't say a definitive yes or no answer. Well, that's fair. I mean, now, then that's a very different question from, do you think that they have visited here, right? Like, that's a a different question. Well, there are some people that I've met that I have wondered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's a different question. But what do you think about that? Do you think that that's a likelihood, or is that more in the realm of science fiction? Like the Mel Gibson movie Signs? Like that stuff? Yeah, or any, or X-Files, or any amount of, like... Independence Day. Well, that obviously didn't happen. No. (laughs) But... More just, like, is it possible that they uh, have visited? If there is really that Area 50-something... 51? Yeah, Area 51 in Nevada or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I really haven't thought too much about that stuff. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not it in the really forefront of your mind. Go in the forefront of my mind. Um, okay. But I do want to go outer space if I'm ever like invited. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> um, I think that would be fun. I did. Um, so I grew up outside of Washington D.C. Right. for a certain number of years, and so I loved going to the Air and Space Museum. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, for me growing up outside of Houston, it was a similar. Oh yeah, thing, right because NASA. Mm-hmm. And I was also a big X Files fan. You are a big <laughs> X Files fan. I know you well. <laughs> so what does this have to do? Like, I'm, I'm not listening to UFO music. What? Well, I don't know what you mean by listening to UFO music, but the artist for this week believes in UFOs. Has many songs <laughs> that are space themed. I'll put it like that. Space themed. Yeah. Okay, I need this reveal coming up like right now because <laughs> I'm do like, the big reveal? what is this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do the drum roll. All right, here we go. David Bowie. I don't think I've ever heard a song by him. Not one. I find that impossible he, so to believe. He be, no, he doesn't believe in UFOs. He just creates UFO music. He has a lot of really? songs. I've never known that. that. Yeah, he's a big science fiction UFO person. David Bowie. Yes. So what do you know about David Bowie? He's from the 80s, right? That was, Well, he's from all time. Oh. Um... Okay, but he was got really popular in the 80s. The right? 80s is w- like one decade where there are like a lot of popular hits, but he's been making music since the 60s, so. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um it's one guy. Mm-hmm. Um he has a band, but it's not called like David Bowie and the band. It's just David Bowie. It's just David Bowie. So, what do you already know about David Bowie? Rock and roll? 
Okay. Yeah. Rock and roll. Can you name any songs by and David He Bowie? screams, doesn't he? Uh, I don't no. think so. What? Is he? No, he's not that big tongue guy. Uh, the guy from Kiss? Yeah. Big tongue guy. Was he in Kiss? No. Oh, okay. Well, you could have told me that, and I would have totally believed you. Okay, so right, I, I don't so know. right now you're saying nothing. I'm going to give you some names of some of the songs, and maybe one of them oh. will spark some maybe. recognition. Not okay. a guarantee, though. Okay. Um, Starman. Pass. Okay. Uh, China Girl. Hmm. Wait. I thought Madonna sang one of those songs. That's Material Girl. <laughs> oh. Okay, so pass. Oh, okay. All right. Fame. Pass. Changes. Pass. What if I said it like cha 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 changes? I would say pa 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 pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're uh, still surprised every single episode if <laughs> since I don't know this stuff. <laughs> um okay, heroes. No, that's 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 Mariah Carey. So no. <laughs> Okay, so this is a big fat pass. <laughs> this is a pass. <laughs> Fashion, no, no. Nope. Pass. Okay. Okay. Uh... I do know he is a singer, though, because okay. I've heard his name before. So on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate your current knowledge <laughs> of David Bowie? A 1? Yeah. I, I think <laughs> that's excited 1. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, like, so a 1 would mean you've never heard of him and you know he's a person and and know he's rock and roll so maybe a two i would say like 1.5 yeah i think you're right (laughs) 1.5 there you go okay well you're gonna have some homework i am so i'm gonna listen to david bowie Mm -hmm. for the first time ever in my entire life probably (laughs) for an entire week for about an hour per day yeah there's 15 songs on the playlist okay you'll get a big range of his music at the end of that week, we're going to come back together and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about David Bowie and what you thought about his music and his art and everything. Art? He's well, artist? just, sorry, his artistic, creative oh, okay. expression through music. Well, I didn't know if he, like, sings while he paints. <laughs> I don't know. You could have told me that. <laughs> I could have told you anything and you would have said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And... I know we just did this, but we're doing it again. We're going to have a special guest. Really? Who, who, who? My brother, Michael. Oh, Michael. That's cool. I like him. (laughs) He's really looking forward to it, and he really loves David Bowie and is excited about sharing um, David Bowie's music with you. Cool. I'm looking forward to learning. All right, Rachel. So uh, I'll see you in a week, and audience will be back with you in just a moment. All right. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to David Bowie. How did it go? I did. I um, had a lot of fun this week. Good. I actually felt cooler for listening (laughs) to David Bowie, and it made me want to get my middle school, high school makeup on, because I saw some YouTubes of where he just loves makeup, and I just wanted to be cool like David Bowie. (laughs) Well, uh, audience, if you heard a third laugh there, that would be my brother, Michael. Michael uh, Michael's a big David Bowie fan, and we'd like to thank you for joining us here today. 
You are very welcome, ladies. It's great to be here. It should be noted that uh, when I was coming up, Nathan Bowie was my absolute favorite musician pretty much of all time. Being eclipsed <laughs> only by the Beatles, who <laughs> live in a higher stratosphere than all other uh, bands. I concur. Uh, Bowie, for me, Bowie was up there at the top. That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Michael. It means a lot to me um, for you sharing your love of David Bowie to me and then also to our audience, too. So let's talk a little bit about um, his history. He was actually born David Jones. Yeah? It wasn't uh, Bowie. No, he changed his name to Bowie after the knife so he wouldn't be confused with the famous monkey, Davy Jones. (laughs) That's what I learned on Google this week. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, Michael, tell us, how did you get into David Bowie? You were probably a young person around the time that he was really emerging in popularity. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that my sister brought home a couple of David Bowie albums. One of them was Ziggy Stardust, and the other was David Live. Mm-hmm. And I would have been in the fourth or fifth grade wow and you were listening that early yeah definitely and and the thing is that me and my my best friend Danny Peterson we saw these albums of this guy and I didn't know who David Bowie was in the fifth grade but I saw this picture of this guy and um we just thought he was absolutely a freak (laughs) I criticized my sister and her friend Karen Shelton very heavily for even how could they listen to such a clear freakazoid as this weirdo. (laughs) And then my sister played this music over and over again, of course. And it did not take very long before I became a much, much bigger David Bowie fan than my sister ever was. And um, so I started with Ziggy Stardust and, and David Live. David Live remains one of, in my opinion, one of the best live albums ever made by anybody. We didn't include any live songs on the playlist, so that might be a good one, Rachel, for you to yeah, check out. Yeah, do us extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, extra credit homework. Extra credit. <laughs> so I got to tell you something, Michael. You yep. got introduced to David Bowie like fourth, fifth grade. I want to let you know. So I listened to every single song that Allison had, and <laughs> I have never, ever heard any of his music. This week was my first time ever listening to David Bowie in my entire life. That's mind-boggling. <laughs> Not only is it mind-boggling, but some of the songs, you know, are in commercials and ads. Like, changes in fame, to me, are so <laughs> ubiquitous that how did you how did miss, I miss it? it? And I, I really have missed a lot of music. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So tell me a little bit more. I kind of am curious about, did David Bowie write all of his music? Yeah, he, he did. Um, wow. I, I, I'm sure that at times there are collaborators uh, and there's probably co-writing credits, but definitely, um, I believe I believe that he wrote all, all of his music and probably all the lyrics too. Yeah. Wow, he is super talented. That's true. That's true. What you said about um, collaborating, for example, the song "Fame," um, you will appreciate this, Michael, was uh, co-written with John Lennon of Beatles. Oh, fame. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. It makes me want to dance. He just, he gets my feet moving on that one. I like that yeah. song. It's interesting that the, the songs uh, like that song, Fame, by the time Fame came out on the Young Americans album, I was already a big, big Bowie fan at that point. Right, 1975. Kind of, kind of a snob Bowie fan, too. So Fame <laughs> got a, was a big hit. It was like a number one sort of single. And I didn't really like it 
because of that. I just thought, you know, it's too famous, it's too big, everybody <laughs> likes it. Right. And now I, I'm not the cool guy that knows about David Bowie because everybody knows about him. So I, <laughs> I really didn't like Sting for that reason. <laughs> not Rachel, though. Rachel no, I, know about I, him. I didn't know. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about his guitarist. Like, there's two songs that I want to talk about, but one specifically, China Girl, and then Let's Dance. Um, but who who was the guitarist, and how did David Bowie meet them, or something like that? Well, the guitarists for Bowie are very important, and on, those, on that album, huh. uh, the Let's Dance album, uh, one of the guitarists is a guy named Niall Rogers. And I don't know much about him, but the other guitarist is Stevie Ray Vaughan, who you may not know, but is a no. famous blues guitar player yeah. who really was an unknown guitar player at that time. And Bowie finds this absolutely talented guy, puts him on this album, and then, uh, you know, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan then became a huge, just a solo act all, all on his own after that. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan is down the pipeline for Rachel's blues right. education right. of course right. and, for, and for a lot of people too maybe even. yeah for sure but in but in the world of uh, of, of guitars and of, of, of musicians that everybody knows Stevie Ray Vaughan nobody plays like him and his yeah that, that was one of your questions about the guitarists on those songs because his guitar work on that album is really really unique it's very percussive yes mm-hmm. I totally agree, and I really like the song "China Girl," and the guitarist really brings it out, and it makes me even likes the song even more. Um, but so one thing about "China Girl" though confuses me is the lyrics. <laughs> is "China Girl" a person, or is "China Girl" is he trying to is it a nickname for something? Tell me a little bit about the lyrics of "China Girl." Gosh, you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. I've only I've heard the song a hundred times, like what else <laughs> probably has. And, to me, I just thought he was sort of, you know, being moderately racist, singing about his girlfriend. <laughs> so I'm be- not really sure. <laughs> I I knew that song was um, one of Rachel's questions, so I researched that pre- pretty hard. That's another collaboration oh. with um, really? other glam rock guy Iggy Pop. Who's that? Uh, another guy that you don't know <laughs> don't about. Know. <laughs> right. But um and what I found I found two different theories about what the song is about. Really? So one is that it could be a Vietnamese woman that Iggy Pop was obsessed with at the time, which once again like that's also racist, right? Wow. If she's Vietnamese, but Yeah. <laughs> um but the other option is that it could be about drugs, China being a euphemism for heroin. Really? See, that was one thing that I kind of, I didn't see much lyrics drawn towards drugs in David Bowie. Now, I saw the space stuff that you told me about. (laughs) That kind of like really put me into orbit, honestly. Literally. (laughs) Literally. And I honestly didn't like it. Um, I didn't like the spaceman, space odyssey, the man who sold the world. I just didn't. So tell me a little bit about the space yeah. stuff because I want to love David Bowie in all of his fullness. Right. So I need to understand his space stuff. Michael, comments on the spaciness? Well, I think that at the time when the Man Who Sold the World album was being recorded, mm-hmm. that, that's, I believe, before Space Oddity. Is it? And so I, I think it is. I might be wrong, but I think it is. Alice, you might have tricked me on that. 
but I, he wasn't. It wasn't a. He, he hadn't like latched onto this space concept yet. It was only at Space Odyssey and the success of of that song mm-hmm. that he, it really became a, just a sort of a theme. And I think that he had success with Space Odyssey, and he just he just went with a spacey theme because obviously man was landing on the moon. That hasn't happened very long ago. There's space race. Oh. I think he just latched on to something that was working and just kind of went with it. That okay. makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, so is that why some of his music videos are kind of spacey and odd? <laughs> well, a lot of his music videos are interesting because you know Bowie was very theatrical. He, he, he as a young man, he was a he was a mime and he studied theater. Really, he wanted to be an, wanted to be an actor. <laughs> and then by the time that MTV came around, when I was in high school. And music videos became a thing mm-hmm. before you guys were born. Uh, I was born. Uh, I was born. Uh, by that time, Allison and I are the same here. David Bowie was one of the early people that was able to grab a hold of a music video and turn it into something very special and unique because he just had this theatrical mind. Right. And so it's, it's just everything is very theatrical with him. The makeup is theatrical. The costumes are theatrical. The stage uh, action is theatrical. The stagecraft is theatrical. And the music videos were intricate and theatrical. And that was unusual. Most music videos at the time of the early '80s were very rudimentary and most and very lame. And David Bowie comes out with these with these cinematic um, uh, videos that that were elaborate and unique and and head and shoulders above all of the other ones. I'm not sure how many of them were space oriented, but he certainly um, got a kind of a, a a reputation of being uh, spacey. Now, wasn't he working on a play of some, like a theatrical, uh, what's the word? Production. Yeah. A theatrical production um, last year in 2016. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I think that it, it, it debuted. Has he finished it? It debuted after his death, I believe. Yeah, Rachel, so bad news. Oh, he died. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think you told me that after. <laughs> he was one of, the, one of the many victims of 2016. Well, now he's a victim of my 2017. <laughs> oh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry to break it to you. Well, yeah. I really Rachel missed suffered. a lot. <laughs> She suffers a lot My, of deaths Michael, about 20 years after everybody else Michael does. Jackson died, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of artists we've talked about have died. <laughs> I know. I've missed a lot. So kind of wanting to go back to this theater, theater stuff that you mentioned. So would you say, like, because I know the Beatles are theatrical, because they did that one um, movie. Would you say <laughs> the one five, the five movies? Yeah, the five movies. Like, do you think the Beatles and Queen were an influence to David Bowie? Well, the Beatles are an influence on popular music for everyone at all times. <laughs> yeah, including David Bowie. <laughs> including absolutely David Bowie and mm-hmm. Queen. Yeah. None of these artists can exist without the Beatles. Right. Really. Yeah. yeah. I know that. (laughs) But something else to think about is that, you know, um, David Bowie and Queen are contemporaries. And Mm. the song Under Pressure, if you remember that from the Queen episode, David Bowie features on that song. Yes. So the fact that you heard Queen in that and that you heard the Beatles in the playlist shows that you're learning. I am learning. (laughs) And actually, I'm learning a lot. And I'm having a lot of fun. So. (laughs) 
Um, other artists that influenced David Bowie, though, because we were talking about the theatrics, yeah. but also the fact that he draws from a lot of different musical genres and artists. Yes, I so, did notice that. Yes, the Beatles, but also jazz, like um, Coltrane, or French music, like Edith Piaf, or the Velvet Underground. I mean, and you can see as his music evolves and changes throughout the decades that it's not just he listened to one group and copied it, right? Yeah. But that he's creating in his own right from a lot of influences. That's Would you, really cool. Do you have any other knowledge about that, Michael? Well, I would just say that anytime we're going to talk about a, an artist, no matter what their medium is, mm-hmm. anyone who's truly, truly great and at the top of their game is going to influence the world with, with their art, this is the kind of person who is going to force themselves to change. Right. They're, hmm. they, are, they are not going to do the same thing twice because it sickens them to do the same thing twice. Right. And so hmm. the, the beauty of Bowie, among other artists that we love, is that he was able to constantly reinvent himself. And when you reinvent yourself, you can stay fresh as time goes on. There are lots and lots of artists who are, who are wonderful and great, but they're not able to reinvent themselves. And so eventually they fall out of favor with their public, with the public. And you kind of never really hear from him again, but Bowie was not one of those people. Right. So how long did Bowie do his music? From the 60s until uh, last yeah, year. Until last year. Wow. So until he died. And he yeah. influenced artists, you know, in that time too. So a lot of artists that we have now, you know, Madonna or Lady Gaga could draw influence from him. Prince could draw influence from him. Um, Marilyn Prince, Manson. Prince is dead, right? Yeah, Prince is dead okay. too. Yeah. <laughs> Even Kanye West cites... He's alive, though. He is. But Kanye West cites David Bowie as one of his influences. I don't know any of his music. I just know (laughs) he's kind of erratic or just special. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) He does tweet a lot. (laughs) But yeah, um, you know, Michael, you mentioned Ziggy Stardust earlier, and that's just one of many of his um, alter egos that he had throughout... So I guess that is involved in the reinventing yourself. Egos. Yeah, he has a lot of. Yeah, Bowie, Bowie would take upon, would take on a character for himself to play, mm-hmm. and then write a bunch of songs coming from the point of view of that character. Right. And then make an album, and then record an album about it. So Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Ziggy Stardust is the name of a rock singer, a kind of glam rock singer, and he wrote a bunch of songs about this guy, and then they produced an album, and it became a. You know, a very, very successful. That is uh, so cool. uh, Early '70s rock album, and uh, there was one little piece on the album that that, uh, I used to really like. On the back of the album, this is the old days when there were records, right? Mm -hmm. And on the back of the album, down at the bottom, there was there was a little uh, sentence at the bottom somewhere, a little bit innocuous, and it said, and I used to love this as a kid. It said, "To be played at maximum volume." (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about, um, Lazarus. Yes. I kind of am curious. Why did he write Lazarus? What was he trying to say through those lyrics? Well, I think that, uh, Bowie knew he was dying for a while. He had cancer. I think it was pancreatic cancer. Is that right, Allison? Uh, yes. Wow. He had cancer and he knew he was dying for a while. And he wrote this album as a swan song, a final, a final uh, recording. Mm-hmm. And so all of the songs on the album are about death and life. Right. And um, uh, 
Lazarus, of course, from the Bible, right? God yes. rises from the, from the dead or something. What's the story he there? does. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Um, Lazarus, wow. Lazarus dies and three days or yeah. four days after and so the he's whole, raised from the dead. The whole purpose of him writing with Lazarus is he wants his music to live on. He wants it to come up from the death of, that he's feeling inside. Perhaps. It's up to you, really. You, you as, a, <laughs> as a listener, you, yeah. you get to interpret the song and the songs any way that you wish, and that's what he would want. Huh. I like that of him. That's really cool. <laughs> So, uh, Rachel, did you get most of your questions answered? I did. Well, I, I want to kind of tell one last question, though. Okay. I want to know how many albums did he do? What kind of awards did he get? Mm. Like, he seems like he's influenced from this, you know, for so many decades. He's got to have, like, at least done one Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think he did a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. But, um, I'm albums... sure about that. Album numbers, it looks like at a cursory, uh, I don't know, a co- dozen, a couple dozen. Wow. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. Uh, a, I'm sure it's a couple. I'm sure he made twenty yeah. or thirty albums. A lot of lot of right. music. He's also and in a lot of movies. Yeah, a lot of movies too, and he was a good actor too. He was no. He was no slouch. He was sort of a a real, um, you know, entertainment uh, do it all kind of guy. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. By the way, I, mean, I think it's important to note that I didn't always like all of his music. I didn't love everything that he produced. Sure. You know, when I, when I was first loving Bowie, it was Ziggy Stardust and David Live, and then pretty soon it was Aladdin Sane and, mm-hmm. uh, Di- and uh, Diamond Dogs. And these are pretty, especially Aladdin Sane, these are pretty hard rock albums, really. Right. And then when he got it, when the distant, then disco kind of came on the scene, and that's when Young Americans came out. So Young Americans and Sane... These are competing in a world of disco. Right, so which was really, really popular. Night Fever is the thing. Mm-hmm. So here David Bowie comes out with a kind of a poppy, disco-y album, which I didn't particularly care for all that much. Right. Then that totally makes sense. And then, you know, in the 80s, you have that Let's Dance in a very... Yeah, but in between that, there's a whole series of albums that he does in Berlin including Heroes mm-hmm. and, uh, and Low. And these are, these are albums that he did with Brian Eno, who was an avant-garde, you know, kind of crazy uh, synthesizer guy. And he makes these beautiful, beautiful, artsy, artsy albums. Hmm. Uh, so for anybody listening, I recommend Low and Heroes. And um, I forget the third one. There's a trilogy of, of albums that he made in Berlin that are just fantastically cool. That's Is it cool. Lodger? Lodger is the one, yeah. Okay, cool. And they're very different. They're absolutely different. Not only different from his other music, but different from anything else that anybody else was making at that time. Right. Whoa is a masterpiece. It's just a beautiful, beautiful record. So um, let's talk about, Rachel, and I mean, obviously the playlist that I made for you cannot cover all of this by any means. Like, I mean, I pretty much just put the songs that people have heard. Like the big, you know, the hits that... People I would have look missed. at <laughs> right <laughs> the hits that I have missed. So, what songs? You know, you talked about how you didn't like the spacey stuff, but what yeah. songs stood out to you as your favorites and why? Okay, so my top favorite David Bowie song, where I will even close my eyes and just smile <laughs> because I love it so much, mm-hmm. is "Fashion." Um, Modern love makes me feel super cool, and I wasn't <laughs> that cool, I guess, in high school, but. Oh. 
Well, maybe I was, and I just don't know it. I doubt it. I yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> I love you too, Allison. <laughs> I wasn't cool. I'm just saying. Um, I like China Girl. I love the guitar. Um, Rebel, Rebel. Mm-hmm. I love the drums. That just made me want to get pencils and drums. Sounds like it. you like the '80s stuff. Yes, and then Fame, and then Changes. I like the beat and Changes. Um, the mm-hmm. beat was really cool on that one. So yeah, the one in the middle though, I just didn't love or hate. Was right. oh you pretty little thing and I, I liked the piano of it, mm-hmm. but I just didn't prefer the delivery of the lyrics. So okay, well that's yeah. fair. That's okay. Um, Michael, do you want to add as we're wrapping up here any um, favorites, least favorites? Uh, yes, I have something to say about every single song on the list, and here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Starman, love this song. Uh, love it. Love love it. To it all the time, whistle it, play it, sing it, play it. I absolutely love it. Space Oddity is a great song. This song is interesting to me because I played this for my grandfather. Really? Who was 80, thinking that I was, you know, he would like it. I was like, listen to this. I got a new stereo and I played him that song. I, I can't even imagine what he was thinking. Right, because. Was, so very interesting. Because our grandfather would was 80 in 1970 something. Well, this was my maternal grandfather. Oh. You're... Yeah, so he was, he was, he was 80 in uh, 19, it would have been 1979 or something like that. Okay, okay. China Girl, uh, not my favorite song. I like the song. But I love China Girl. Up, <laughs> when it comes up, I'll usually skip it. Fashion, not my favorite song. I'll probably skip that one. Yeah, both of those to me kind of uh, are fun for a little while and then they get... They're still fun for me, for the ones that who just listened to it. You've been listening to it for one week. <laughs> I will probably listen to it for a while, though, because I do like David Bowie <laughs> <Right>. a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rebel Rebel is a classic song right in the middle of the hard rock period of David Bowie. Love that song. And all the songs on Aladdin's Stane and, and Diamond Dogs are great. Uh, uh, fame, I, like I said before, fame to me was a little too uh, too commercial for my mm-hmm. taste. Heroes is one of the great songs on, in any genre of, at any time. It is a beautiful, beautiful lyric. It is a powerful and fantastic tune. Yeah. Changes Changes is great. It's very one of his most famous songs. That's one of the ones that's been used in so many movies and commercials and stuff. Sure. Uh, it's not a bad song. I've heard it 10 trillion times. Probably don't need to hear it again. That's... Oh, You Pretty Things. That's a very old Bowie song. If you can tell how young he is, it sounds like he wrote it when he was 16 or something. I like it. <laughs> Life on Mars is a, is a song that is not on any of his regular albums, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. It was probably on a UK release of something. And so I kind of discovered Life on Mars long after it came out, and I love that song a lot. would listen to it any day. Modern Love is the first song that I heard from that uh, album. When I heard Modern Love on the radio for the first time, I didn't know that Bowie had a new album, and I was blown away by how great that song is. That is a song, you're in the car, you turn it up super loud, and you sing to it, and everybody's happy. Um, <laughs> the Man Who Sold the World, this is before David Bowie really got successful. Right. And it is the one song that Nirvana covered. People know that song because Kurt Cobain sang And that's, that's exactly why I put it on the list, because I put it on the Nirvana playlist last season for Rachel. Right. And I wanted to see if she would recognize it. Did you? No. Oh my gosh, was that really? Yeah. I, of course, you know, being a, a kid growing up in the 90s, I heard the Nirvana I grew up in the same... We... Yeah, but you never listened to music. So I'm telling okay. you that when I found out that it was originally a David Bowie song, I was like, oh, because I thought right. Nirvana did it. 
Well, wow, I just learned that right now. Yeah, when, I remember hearing the Nirvana version on the radio, and there were some younger people around at the time. And, and uh, I remember uh, saying, wow, I haven't heard this song for so long. And they looked at me like I was nuts. And I didn't realize that it was a cover. And so I looked like an idiot. Okay. Um, hey, Michael. Ashes to ashes. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to pause there because we're hitting the edge of our time. And we need Rachel oh, to um, give a rating. To yeah, give yeah. the rating of the band. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. All right. Of course. Yeah. Um, Michael, thank you so much for sharing your opinions of those of those songs. We really appreciate it. But what the, the next... audience cares about is what Rachel thinks. <laughs> so, uh, Rachel, right. on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being throw it in the garbage and 10 being favorite, love, buying all the albums, listen to it all the time. What is your rating of David Bowie? I'm going to get an 8.5. 8.5! That's so, pretty yeah, high! Like That actually is really high because <laughs> there's other groups that have gotten much lower. <laughs> I mean, much lower. Michael, are you satisfied think, with that rating? 8.5 is a very satisfying score. I like that. There was just a lot of songs that I really liked. Um, and I think... They really spoke to me because of the beat and the lyrics and just how fun they were. But then there was that space stuff. So I kind of had to <laughs> dock them for that stuff. The space just got a little bit weirder. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to get onto that train. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Rachel, I'm glad you had a good week listening to David Bowie. And if you, our audience, want to follow along with Rachel's journey, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and rate and subscribe us on iTunes. You can also check out the David Bowie playlist and all the playlists by searching for us on Spotify at Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Well, thank you, Michael, for joining us. This made this week really special, and I'm so glad you're here. Oh, you are so welcome. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad that that 8.5 rating was a <laughs> solid rating, and, uh, you know, it was fun. It was super fun. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much and have a great week. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>